Hi, I'm Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy, and welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. They say your network is your net worth, and this season we'll be meeting highly successful entrepreneurs and learning their networking secrets so that you can learn to do what they have done to build your own high worth network. It's not about taking, it's about giving first, collaboration, creating value. To be the best, hang out with the best. And now, let's meet one of those amazing people I know. Welcome once again to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy. And our guest today is Shireen Strasberg. So Shireen is an award-winning filmmaker and Emmy-nominated animator. She combines her experience in film, music, and sound engineering with graphic design and illustration to create animated videos for her clients at the company she founded, 87th Street Creative. Having won a national composition competition in high school, she was awarded a scholarship to the prestigious Indiana University School of Music, where she completed two bachelor's degrees in four years. Film scores she wrote in her first career as a film composer have been heard on AMC, Spike TV, and Netflix. As a graphic designer for Jewish National Fund, she won two awards from Graphic Design USA. And her latest passion project, the short called Cool, uh, uh, animated film called Cool for You, which she animated and scored, has been accepted to over 20 film festivals around the world and recently won the Jury Award for Youth Films at the Cineglobe Film Festival in Geneva, Switzerland. Recent clients of 87th Street Creative included Walmart, American Express, and Healthline. So some of the little guys, you know, local, little local businesses. Yes. So welcome to the show, Shireen. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. So very excited to have you. And of course, the other thing that you mentioned before we, we hit record is that, and probably why you're on the show here, uh, is that you've basically, you said, quad, it doubled or quadrupled your business? Doubled. Uh, let's, let's, let's be reasonable. Double. Okay. Double. But, but through networking, you've doubled your business. Yeah. Since the pandemic. Yep. So. Yeah. Networking works. Um, I really like to say that networking is like farming. Um, so it's like, you know, if you want your your land to to grow and produce, you know, vegetables, fruit, flowers, trees, um, you know, it works by planting those seeds. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. So so obviously your business you you work at a fairly high level. You're not selling hundred dollar fiber videos. You're doing some some serious stuff. Um, you know, we have clients like Walmart, American Express, and and Healthline—that's some, some pretty big stuff. Uh, so, so what kind of clients? I mean, besides those those big companies, what kind of clients do you do you work with? Right. So, I mean, it's got to be something where it's a big enough con- company where they've got a, a marketing division where they're creating content and getting something out there. So, in other words, it can be client facing in the sense that, like, they maybe they're putting out videos to go on social media or they're you know, getting clients to onboard, um, to use their app or their service, and they need like training videos. But it could also be a big enough company where they're going to be creating video content internally. Let's say they have an HR department, and they need to create videos on onboarding um, their own employees to either use their internal software, or on, you know, their uh, sexual harassment training video. I mean, there's there's so many, there's so much type of um, content that, you know, is possible to use for, for animated videos, but you've got to be a big enough company where it's worth it to spend the money to create that custom content. Okay. And, and so I imagine these are the kind of companies where you need to reach like a chief marketing officer or someone, someone who's behind a couple layers of... Uh... 
yes. layers of defense to, to get into that conversation. Yeah, I mean, and it could also be even, I mean, it could be something smaller where, I mean, it's like a nonprofit and they're only going to create one video a year and it's going to be for their annual gala. But maybe they want to, you know, do something a little bit different this year. They don't want to just do footage of their volunteers, but maybe they want to do something that explains their mission story. You know, the way I often explain it is that animation and motion graphics is great if you've got a product to sell or a story to tell. And so that story could be could be your mission statement, your backstory, you know, the, the passion for why your company or your nonprofit exists. All right. And actually, a guest I just had in the show, you need to meet uh, Tom. He does story based selling. So ah. I'm going to have to introduce you to him. Um, so uh, so you, you said that uh, we we're talking before the show, you said that when the pandemic hit, that was uh, somewhat disruptive to your business. Is that a fair somewhat, character? Yeah, somewhat would be, I would say, almost an understatement. Um, <laughs> had no work for six months and there was actually a project I was working on in the beginning of 2020 I was so excited it was one of the biggest projects I'd gotten to that point and it was about to go and be shown at a conference in uh March of you know like March 23rd of 2020 and I finished the project on March 13th which is also the day my kids school closed uh, for the rest of the school year. Mm -hmm. um, and that was it. I finished that project and there was basically nothing. Um, there were some projects obviously that were kind of brewing and, you know, it was like suddenly, uh, what is it? What do they call um, tumbleweeds, tumbleweeds. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Wind. You know, that's how it felt. And I, I, I mean, I was, I was definitely a little bit depressed for a while and that like, I just, and I mean, we all look, everyone sort of handled the pandemic in different ways, but it was like, I just felt like it would never get back to normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that being, being shocking. If, if things were going along smoothly and suddenly it's uh yeah, slightly disrupted, like the, the meteor slightly disrupted the dinosaurs. Yeah. That's what it felt like. I love that analogy. Yeah. And, and so then, so then you, you turn to networking. Yeah. I mean, that's really the only kind of way that I knew how to get through it was, you know, reaching out to people. I, I am an extrovert. Mm -hmm. So it was like I wanted to be around people, but we couldn't because there was a virus. So it was like, okay, how do I do this? And it's like, well, okay, suddenly networking, which meant being on Zoom calls, mm -hmm. which was, you know, totally safe to do. Um, I'm also a mother of three young children. And in so many ways, networking was not conducive to a, to a mom life because of either early morning meetings when I yep. need to get my kids out to school or their late night meetings when I need to be home for dinner or putting the kids to bed. Yep. And so suddenly when I was on Zoom and there'd be a, you know, a networking call at 8 p.m. or 8 a.m., I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Uh, so that was, that was great because there was the opportunity and availability. Um, but then also I was able to reach people in different places. Mm -hmm. uh, my business isn't local. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a handyman or I'm not a, I, or even a doctor, you know, work, you know, doing surgery yep. locally. So I can work with, I, there, I have so many clients who I've never met in person. And so the, 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 the sort of widening and access that networking opened up was really amazing to be able to be on a zoom call with somebody in, you know, Vancouver or Miami. was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, so what, when you decided to network, where did you, because you can't be like, I'm going to network. Yes, it doesn't really work like that. Yeah, um, so, so where did you get started? Yeah, so a couple of ways. Um, so one of the places was was BNI, Business Networking International. Mm -hmm. um, I joined a, a chapter, and I joined a chapter before, about six months before the pandemic um, started. But 
I was able to then sort of double down more on that group because you can access chapters that aren't um, just your own member chapter, mm -hmm. 10,000 chapters worldwide or something. Um, and then on top of that, there were other groups that were, you know, tangential or have other types of, you know, networking opportunities. A lot of them were women-oriented groups. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, women-owned businesses or um, that was, you know, one part that I sort of tried to access. Another one was creative groups because what I do was creative. I could join, you know, Slack groups that would have or Facebook groups that would have online meetings. And so suddenly those were, you know, having Zoom calls. Mm. Um, and then also it's like one leads to one leads to one in the sense that, okay, have a great call with somebody on a BNI meeting who I met in a BNI meeting. They would tell me about a great networking group that they went to. Mm -hmm. And then I would go to that one and then I'd meet people. That, and it's like, it, it often only takes one, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it just, it's just to get you started and, you know, connect with as many people as you can. So I love this story because it's my story too. So yeah. yeah, I started with BNI and then I realized that if my group's online, everyone else's group's online. And I went to groups in Washington and Vancouver and Malaysia and Melbourne and England. England's tough because it's 1.30 a.m. our time to go to yeah. their meetings. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, so I learned I go west. I don't go east. I only went east yes. once. Yes, going west is great. Then it's like lunchtime for us. Yeah. Um, the way I often say to it is the only thing that is limiting me is um, the time change, uh -huh. language. I only yep. speak English. Well, I can only talk about my business in English. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. And so, so did you encounter a, so as you started meeting more people and you had this frictionless level of introductions, did you find that your calendar would overfill? A little bit. I definitely felt like, oh my God, I've got too many meetings and I've got to like focus back on actually doing some work. Um, but I, you know, I tried to even it out or also create, um, blocks in my day where I was like, okay, these are the sort of the networking and, you know, one-to-one -one meetings, or these are the hours that I'm going to spend really networking. And these are the hours I'm going to spend working. Yep. And so that would help. And so, so when the, the business that came out of it, was it people you met at the networking events? Was it referrals you got from the people, the networking events? How did, how, what were the mechanics of that? Yeah, so that's the thing. It, for me, I found that it was a lot of times like one, two, three levels removed. Mm -hmm. So it did take a lot of work. It wasn't like, oh, I went to a meeting, I met person X, and like I did work for person X. No, no, no. It was like I met person X who introduced me to person Y, who introduced me to person Z, and person Z would hire me or introduce me to you know, the next letter in the alphabet that we don't have, but uh, <laughs> yes, um, person A, they wouldn't, you know, hire me for a project. And so there it, and, but the thing is, I was really good about like recording all this and keeping track of all this. I mean, one of the things is I'm very good at um, remembering names and remembering faces, mm -hmm. but I would also keep track of this in like a CRM, customer relation management tool. Yep. So, you know, remember or keep track of like, oh, well, Michael introduced me to John, who introduced me to Sarah, who gave me a project with American Express, you know, and that would work. Yeah, yeah. And and so, so knowing what the chain of connections is, as David Homan calls it, um, what, what did you do with it? How, did you send thank you notes or? Um, yeah, I would make sure that I always follow up with like the original person. Well, the th I should say the three original people mm -hmm. who made the connection happen. Um, I would definitely go back to them and, you know, just put, send a follow-up email. And, you know, it was partly 
to say thank you, but mm-hmm. it was also partly to, you know, just touch base, you know, to keep that top of mind, that connection going with that, you know, in-between person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe even offering them, you know, is there anyone else that you're looking for? You know, you were so helpful in connecting me to this person. Is there anything I can do for you? Um, obviously it's always, you know, give and take and, you know, they did something so great for me. You'd be like, well, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so, so obviously people were very helpful. They're making introductions for you. What did you do initially to build those relationships so they wanted to help you? Um, I'd be charming. I don't know. I mean, I think part of it was um, offering them and explaining to them about my business in that, you know, how am I different than so many of the other people who are doing what I'm doing or, you know, ha- separating myself a little bit from um, a lot of people who do what I do. Um, and that's the thing is that like, it's about, you know, finding the the niche of your business or what makes you different, trying to differentiate yourself, make yourself seem more like a unicorn. And who doesn't mm-hmm. like recommending a unicorn? I mean, wow. Right. So, so kind of position yourself as a unique, you know, you're not just any, any right. graphics maker, you're, you're a solution that someone's been looking for. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Interesting. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then she also mentioned reciprocate. So, you know, when someone would help you, you'd offer to, to help them. So talk a little bit about, about how you help other people and make connections for them. Yeah. I mean, I, I love being able to introduce someone to someone else. Um, I mean, I feel like I was a matchmaker in another life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and, but it's, but it's matchmaking for business. And mm-hmm. so anytime, you know, you can connect people, it's just, I think I'm just as excited as they are um, because I, I love, you know, finding those connections. And so, you know, it's, it's really listening to what people are, you know, want, what people are listening, you know, what they, what they want and, and, and need and making sure that I make that connection, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, whether it's following up with phone calls, emails, text messages, all of that. <clears throat> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that's, that's great. And actually it's, it's interesting when, when you mentioned talking about, you know, keeping track and, and making sure that you, you thank them all the way up. Um, so that there's a, a New York based connector named David Homan, and he's big on the, on honoring the chain of connections. And so making sure that you, you not just give feedback to the first introducer, which is not something most people do. I can tell you, um, but give feedback to the second tier, the third tier, the fourth, fourth tier and let them know, you know, how things went and, and thanking them for their help. And, you know, when something happens, let them know what happened, um, which I can tell you as a connector, I've made over a thousand connections in the last 10 months. And I've probably gotten feedback on, I don't know, 80 of them. Uh, 80 out of a thousand. Yeah, probably. That's pretty um, bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't push for feedback either. Um, I probably yeah. should, but, but, you know, at the same time, if I don't get feedback, I often make a connection for somebody and then never make another one simply because they go out of top of mind. Is it that's right. a great point you made about staying top of mind? I might make you know two or three great connections for them. Those connections turn out great. I don't hear anything. I literally forget them. I meet 25 people a week. So Yep, yep, uh, yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, and one yeah. thing is it's like use um I often say like like use things during the year that are great moments, like you know 
July, right? It's like mm-hmm. next someone, you know, early in the summer before they're going on vacation, but just say, you know, hope you have a great summer kind of a thing or use the holidays, you know, wish them a happy new year. If, you know, you don't want to get into religion, just say happy new year. Don't say mm-hmm. Merry Christmas and, you know, send them something for the holidays. I mean, I do corporate gifting every year and I mean, I'm like basically a a one person company, you know, I don't have like a whole department of of people, you know, I don't have elves, um, but it's like, I will send out, you know, a dozen corporate gifts that basically I'm giving to someone saying, you know, thank you for making that connection or thank you for, you know, helping me somehow in my business. And, um, and I think people do appreciate that. And I try to make it something a little bit even different than like a bottle of wine. I make it something fun I think last year my corporate gift was a a portable backgammon set okay and it was from an artist who I had met and we had a great connection and so it was like I was promoting you know an independent artist Mm -hmm. but then also making some uh, hopefully a memorable gift that people were remembering for throughout the year that's a great thing um and so to tell me about how networking led to your first uh your first five-figure project with Walmart. <laughs> so that was definitely interesting. Um, I was going to my BNI networking group and somebody was visiting our chapter from Toronto who sells Arbon products. And um, her name is Carrie Edelstein. I should promote her in any okay, way. Um, so Carrie um, was, yeah, so she works for Arbon, and um, I hadn't purchased any or used any Arbon products before, though I'd heard about them. But she really wanted to like hop on a call and tell me about her business and um, and about some of her products. And I was like, okay, sure, why not? She seemed like a lovely person. So I um, I got on a call with her and she told me about her products. I, I wasn't interested in buying any. I'm not a huge fan of, of fancy soaps and, and <laughs> stuff, but you know, I was happy to listen with with her and see if any at least I could give her any recommendations of other places and people to meet. And then she told me about somebody who had visited her BNI chapter months earlier, who runs a small video production company. Um, and so she made an introduction. And um, a couple months later, that producer got a project with Walmart where they were going to be doing these videos uh, to promote their photo app. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to do um, animation to show how the app was gonna be used all through animated content. And so um, they didn't have an animator on staff. They had lots of video people, um, but nobody who could do animation. And so they were like, oh yeah, that person who told us about that person from BNI. So um, they connected me um, with with that studio and that project. And, and so it led to like a six month project creating multiple videos. Um, yeah. And yeah. if you want, I know, I know like most people are listening, but if you want, I can even quickly play a little clip of it here. Ooh, that's, that's very fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So for those who can't see, it's really cool. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know how to describe. It's okay. I should have sent a poet, as I said, <laughs> in um, 2001. But, but yeah, no, that, that's, that's a really cool story. And, and one of the things that jumps out um, is, there's a lot of networking groups that are like, we don't have any MLM people um, because uh, unfortunately, you know, MLMs attract basically anyone who can put fog in a mirror. Um, but the best ones do what what this person did, which is they're really there to help. They're not to be like, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. They're, they're 
really there to say, yeah, of course, they're going to show you what the stuff is. And then how can they help you and try to find those ways to connect? Um, and for anyone who's in you know, honest listening, who is in MLM, that's how you do it. You help everyone you meet. And then they're willing to learn all about your products because you help them. If you just come in, you're like, buy my stuff. It's amazing. You're like, I don't want fancy soap. I don't, I don't need that. Yeah. And you know what? Like I didn't buy anything from her, but like, I don't know, three months later, she contacted me and she said, you know what? I'm actually training a new salesperson and she needs to practice her pitch. Would you be willing to get on a call with her and listen to her do her practice session? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, of course I would. I mean, it's like, that was a way for, for me to give a, a little bit back to her without buying her product, which I, I didn't want, you know? Yeah. So it's like, there are many ways to help a person. And, mm -hmm. you, know, you don't just help a realtor by buying a house, right? Like not everyone <laughs> can buy a house, um, but there's so many ways to help people. And that's the thing that you got to think about. Yep. Yeah. And that, that's huge. And uh, now how did networking lead you to meet Ma Matthew Modine? Ah, that is another fun story. So one of the things about BNI is you often, you know, have your your story where you you know you make your pitch your 30 second pitch and usually it's the same thing kind of every week but i knew i needed somebody um to help me out with um finding a, a somebody to do uh promotions and pr from for my film so i decided to change my message a little bit and i asked one week does anybody know anybody who is a director who's a filmmaker and one person in my chapter was like yeah actually i i do know someone uh, she knew a great filmmaker named Jill Morley. And so I reached out to Jill Morley and we had a great call and um, learned a little bit about her business. And a couple months later, my film was getting into film festivals. And I was like, oh, shoot, I better find like a publicist or a PR company. And so I reached out to Jill. This was a, now several months later. And I was like, do you by any chance know anybody who does PR? And she's like, it, specifically PR for filmmakers. And she's like, yeah, I, I know a guy. Um, and so she, in this case, she was a gal who knows a guy mm -hmm. and, um, she said, um, let me, you know, introduce you to, um, this guy named Adam Nelson, who runs uh, workhouse PR in New York city. And so I connected with Adam and, um, we had a great call and he's like, by the way, I also rep Matthew Modine, the wonderful, talented actor. And, um, he might be interested in learning a little bit more about your film. And he's, gotten involved a lot in environmental issues and your films about climate change um so i was like uh, okay yeah sure he, he can watch it so i sent him a, a link and he's like he'd love to come on to your film as an executive producer um which is really just just lending his name and and his mm -hmm. connections um and it's like that was from basically one ask wow yeah that's that is pretty powerful i, I think the key thing is you knew what you were asking for and you're asking in the right community of people who are like trying yeah. to solve problems, not yeah. like, eh, I don't know anyone, sorry. Um, but people who are are really dedicated to doing that. And there's just amazing things can happen, can happen when you do that. Um, and, and of course, you know, a lot of people object, you know, when I say you can get amazing you, networking, you get a job, you can get clients, you can get all kinds of things. They say, well, that's because you're privileged. That's because, you know, you, you, that's because you're you're white and male in my case, um, and so you know you're you're already starting on on second base, and um, and of course I always point out that I didn't actually know anybody twice in my networking experience. Then built it up, um, 
but you know, talk a little about like building a network. So I assume other than being in BNI, you didn't have a huge network to to begin this enterprise. No, and I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's I mean, it's funny in terms of the privilege conversation. I I do feel like yes, I'm privileged in terms of I I have an amazing education and I have an mm -hmm. amazing support system, and that's to me where I do appreciate the, and, and admit that there is a level of privilege there. But beyond that, in terms of like, am I, you know, is my network thousands of people and thousands of influencers? I mean, in, influencers? No, of course not. I mean, you know, you can't I, even I, say the word influencer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, yeah, my social media feed, you know, I've got, you know, I'm excited if I can, you know what, maybe I'm up to like 400 followers. Um, in the sense that I don't want to say I'm no one, but I'm I'm no one, and that nobody knows me. No, you know I don't have, I don't have a platform. Um, I don't have um, a following. You know th those things don't exist for me, and so I had to start from from nothing in that sense. Um, in that um, I don't I don't have a lot of connections, but that I had to work for them, and that it's a constant hustle. And um, yes, I have I have the skills, I have the education, I have the support, but I, I didn't have, you know, a network to speak of and any connections to speak of when I started. Mm -hmm. and, and so for someone who is getting started in networking, you know, maybe they've heard this like, all right, so I keep hearing all this about networking. What do I do? What, you know, what, what's the first step? How do they get get into that? You know, assuming maybe they have a small business and and they're, they're kind of trying to get get started there. What, what's the first step that you would tell someone who's like, OK. I, I want to try networking. What do I do? Well, the first thing I would say is just to reach out to sort of like your immediate first circle. You know, that's like your your core, whether it's, you know, your neighbors, your best friends, your your cousin, your family, you know, like the people who are who know you and know what you know, you don't have to pitch to them. They know exactly mm -hmm. what you do. Reach out to those people and say to them, hey, I want to do some networking. Do you know anybody? I want to reach out and, you know, join a, a networking group. Do you know of any groups? You know, that would be sort of the first place to start because that's that's safe, right? That's like sort of your safe place where people know you and what you're doing is you're getting into their circle and figuring out what who they know and what groups that they know. And that, just by doing that alone, you're expanding sort of, your, I believe it's called like circle of influence kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, and then, okay, so going with the assumption that that leads to nothing, mm -hmm. then maybe it's like, okay, start maybe finding people who you're connected to on social media. You know, if your, your immediate vicinity is maybe, you know, your neighbor, your friends, your family, well, okay, what about anyone you're connected to on Facebook? You know, the, the old friend from high school, you know, the, the old teacher you haven't talked to in years from college, like, you know, that level of people, especially if it's related to your business. So one of the things I did is like, okay, I, I do design. So I reached out to a lot of like my teachers in design, you know, they didn't connect me to anyone, but that was like a, a source to at least, you know, start, but then also maybe connect to former classmates. Um, you never know where they are in their career. I mean, maybe it's been 20 years since you talked to some of these classmates, but who knows what, where they are in their business. Maybe it's something that overlaps with your business or it could be a, a potential, you know, match in terms of referral partners with, with your business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sort of expand that circle um, to sort of the, you know, the next tiers 
Um, and then also just reach and, you know, go into your, your LinkedIn profile. I mean, in many ways, I say that of all the social media, if you're looking at professional, LinkedIn is probably one of the best. Mm-hmm. You know, look at all your connections, see who they are, see if you've, you know, touched base with them a while, then maybe see who their connections are. Mm-hmm. So, if, you know, Michael and I are connected on LinkedIn, but I see Michael is connected to Bill Gates. I'm going to be like, hey, Michael, how have you talked to bill you know okay so maybe not bill gates but okay. get the yeah, i don't know bill gates but yeah yeah I, and and one of the things i i love about like that's fantastic one of the things i love about was not on that list was you didn't mention any networking events so a lot of people are like i don't like going to networking events or i get stressed out by them or i'm shy or whatever i mean you're basically telling people talk to people you already know yes talk to your friends talk to your linkedin contacts talk to your social media contacts they're all people you already know which shouldn't be hard conversations especially because you're not pitching them you're not you're not going out and being like buy my stuff you're going out and saying hey you know people right you have other friends besides me right right exactly well and it's also you could even ask those people if they do know networking groups Mm -hmm. um so yes i mean I, yes, I, I didn't want. I mean, I'm kind of going on the assumption that networking groups are out there and they do exist, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. But, but that's a great point. I mean, one of the, the talks I give is how to how to network without going to events, because people are like, oh, I don't like going to the events. I'm like, okay, then don't go to events. Anyway, get back to networking. You know, yep. a lot of people don't realize what networking is. So that, that's that's a really great point you have there about your existing networks and the the power the power that exists there. So if someone is is listening and says, hey, she sounds pretty cool. I wonder how I can help her. Who are you looking to connect with? Uh, well, I would love to meet people who are in marketing. That's one of the best resources. So a chief marketing officer or head content creator, um, anyone who's basically creating content for their company. And that you know could be the video content creator. Um, those are great partners um, who would be maybe looking for an animator. Fantastic. And how can people connect with you if they know that person or or want to connect with you for any other reason? Absolutely. So my website is 87streetcreative.com. So that's 87, the numbers, T-H, street spelled out, creative.com. And you can reach me, Shireen, at 87 Street Creative, S-H-E-R-E-N-E, like an E every other letter, except for the first one. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, it's been great talking to you. I love your, your story. And uh, I always love stories that sound like my story. But Yours is more exciting because <laughs> yours has animation in it. Mine has no animation. Um, but yeah, it's a great story. And I love the way you you did what you did and pivoted that that pandemic and found the the silver lining in the cloud to do some really cool things. And while we're talking, I thought of a few, few more people I need to connect you with. So um, we'll talk about that off the air. But thank you so much for being on. Again, that's 87th Street Creative and, uh, com, And of course, that is in the show notes as well. Um, as well as some other contact information also. So thank you, Shereen, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. It was a pleasure talking to you. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. Please be sure to follow this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I'd love to hear your feedback. Email me at michael at guywhoknowsaguy.com. Learn more about me and what I'm up to at guywhoknowsaguy.com. Know someone who might find this interview interesting? Why not share it with them? And be sure to join me every Monday for the Monday update right here on the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast feed. I'm Michael Whitehouse, the Guy Who Knows a Guy, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen.
JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect jv-connect.com. That's jv-connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.